over the last several weeks, we've been thinking about who we are. And that's an important question. It's an important question for us to ask, why do we gather together? Why do we do what we do? Why is there the church? And the Bible tells us a whole lot about that. And, and so we've been thinking about that quite a bit. And today we're going to kind of wrap up that series and think about like kind of how we are witnesses. But if you haven't been here, where what we've been looking at is 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. I'm going to read that in its entirety. And there's different sections of this that we've looked at to kind of think about who we should be. But what I want to do as I read it this time, I want you just to kind of like pause. And sometimes when we read, we read like, ooh, I want to figure out exactly what that detail is or that line. I want almost for us to read this together and it be a prayer for you. And for, for it to be something that you stop and almost meditate on right now and say, God, we pray and we hope that we can be like this. And that's something that we can incorporate into our personal lives and our lives as a church as a whole. So I'm going to read 1 John 4 and kind of take this moment, I suppose, as an extension of our time of worship and our time of prayer and just... Take a moment to let it soak in and fill your heart and let it be our prayer together. It says this. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him, and he in us. He has given us his spirit, and we've seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them. And they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us. That we'll have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whomever does not have love, who does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. 
And I, I pray that this would be our prayer, that this would be our hope. God, fill us with this. May we know this kind of love. May we live like this. Amen. And so I want to just kind of give a recap of what we've talked about over the last few weeks. And hopefully this is a portion of scripture that really sticks to us and and fills us up. And we keep it in mind, not just for this couple weeks that we've talked about it, but moving on into the future. But a couple of things that we've talked about is we said that as a church community, we believe that we're called to be good neighbors. That the, that the scripture tells us that the, the essence of Christianity is love God, love your neighbor. And in uh, 1 John 4, 7 through 9, part of it that we read there, it talks about, Dear friends, let us love one another, for, who love, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. We are to be good neighbors. We're to look at other people and be overwhelmed and filled with love, and that should be growing in our hearts and our lives. We should understand love like no one else understands love in this world. We should practice love and get better and better at love like nobody else in this world. And and so if we get anything right as a church community, as people of faith, that needs to be it. You know, the scripture says, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not love, I gain nothing. And I think it would be appropriate for us to say, this is not the scripture verses here, but I think that it would be appropriate for us as a church to say, if I have great outreach programs and unbelievable water balloon fights, if I have unbelievable barbecues with great set, great ribs, we did have those at Church of the Creek. If, if I have an incredible kids ministry that like lights up every kid's eye, and if I have a worship team that is spectacular and sings the best music, if we have the best small groups there are, but we don't have love, guess what? We have nothing. We have absolutely nothing. And that's really the point, what the scripture is proclaiming. And sometimes we get our priorities out of line because it's pretty simple that the scripture says, no love, no God. Practice that, get good at that. Know how to love God and love your neighbors. Be outstanding at that. What a challenge. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about that we are family. And in 1 John 4, 19 through 21, again, another portion in here, it says, We love because he loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they've seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. We talked about that this, this scripture here and in multiple places, it kind of uses language like family. 
says, like, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're people that I care about so deeply that you're just like my family. You are somebody that I'm going to love unconditionally and not give up on no matter what. I'm going to stay there with you because we're in it together. And that's how the church community should operate. And as, as we do things together, when one of us hurts, all of us should hurt. When, when one of us has a need, we should be there to support one another. We are like family, without love without condition, that never gives up, that's personal, close, and intense, that is really deep. And that's what the church community is about. We also talked about how we are servants, and last week uh, we read this verse. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us, we act sacrificially like Jesus acts sacrificially to serve other people, to do other things for others when opportunity presents itself, when we have a chance to do that. Sometimes, you know, our words or sentiments aren't enough. People out there are, do you really care? Does it really matter? And when we show up and serve, it makes a tangible difference in our community and it gives hope to the world. And so we follow the example of Christ. We sacrifice, we serve, we do things for others and not just thinking about our own interests, but we think about the interests of others and try to serve all because the greatest among us is the servant of all. And so today, it's a good, there's a little recap of where we've gone. Today we're talking about how we are witnesses. And the verses in this whole section that I want to focus in on, it says this. This is how we know that we should live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. We are witnesses. We testify to what has taken place in our life. And there's several different phrases in the, these verses here that are just kind of introduced and maybe just kind of like set me up a little bit because we're doing our We Are series. There's four kind of we statements in this small little passage. And the first one it says here is it says, we have seen. It says we've seen something. This past month at Church of the Creek, we have, I've seen a lot, seen a lot of stuff. It's been pretty amazing. And, you know, when you're in the middle of like kind of a busy season, which August is always the busiest month of the year for me. When you're in the, a busy season, sometimes it's hard to reflect on all of the stuff that has taken place. But I just, I, I'm amazed at what I've seen in the last 30 or so days just here among us. Uh, a little over 30 days, here's what has taken place, is that we had a kids week with like a ton of kids and the smiles on the kids' faces and the joy that we had. We were celebrating the Olympics. We were giving out gold medals. We were having all these games and we were representing to these kids the love of Christ. 
And we were sharing with the, all of these kids in our neighborhood and in our church that, you know what, God loves you. And I had tons of kids coming up, giving me high fives and having so much fun. And what a joy it was to be around them. Uh, I don't think it's a mistake that the scripture often asks us to look at kids for our faith because it's so inspiring. The joy and the faith that kids have, man, that will set you from a bad mood to a good mood very, very quickly. And we had a great time with our kids. We just a couple of weeks ago went around and um, helped out some of our neighbors with some yard work. And, um, you know, we are just chopping down trees and uh, cutting down all kinds of different stuff and had a bunch of people out there doing that. And amazingly, and this is what happens. This is what happens when we like respond to God and say, we're going to go out and we're going to be witnesses to the goodness God has done in our lives is, is doors open up and opportunities pop open. And we, because we put out there in the community, we're out there mowing lawns and cutting down trees we're able to make a connection that we're hoping to continue to make with an 18-year-old girl that, that lost her mother just a few months ago and doesn't know how to care for a lawn because most 18-year-old girls don't. But now she's trying to figure out how to manage a household and going through all the uh, difficulties of that. I mean, connecting in that way with somebody like that, because we went out and said, all right, we'll pull some weeds. Um, I decided that this past week I have been very busy and I've been looking around and my lawn is a disaster. We're going to have one more Church of the Creek uh, good neighbor project. My house uh, after church, everybody brings some gloves because I got lots of weeds. I, how do weeds grow through the sidewalk? Can anybody explain that one to me? How do gro weeds grow through the sidewalk, but my grass doesn't grow when I water it four times a week? I don't understand, but I am definitely the guy with the worst lawn in the neighborhood right now. Uh, my goal is always to just keep the HOA off my back. That's my only goal for my lawn, but right now I think... Um, I think I'm failing in that regard. But, but doors open up and opportunities present themselves when you say, we're going to go out, we're going to do something, we're going to serve. We have an opportunity to witness. What are other things I've, we've seen over the past month here? We handed out a bunch of muffins and, uh, to two different schools. We handed out like 400 muffins as parents were coming um, and uh, all the smiling kids until they found out we weren't giving it to them and we were just giving it to the parents. But actually, the kids were great. Everybody was great. We were just simply saying, here you go. Here's Otis Spunkmeyer to make your day better. And how amazing it was to connect with people in that way. Does Otis Spunkmeyer make your day better? Okay, I've had a few muffins, uh, compliments of Church of the Creek the past month as well. Um, uh, but that just simple act, almost just literally like the words of Jesus, give a cup of cold water in my name. Um, and I'm there with you. And we were... Uh, not one of our good neighbor projects, but something that popped up. Our church softball team had an undefeated season. That's noteworthy, of course, for a bunch of uh, middle-aged men that uh, uh, want to reclaim their, uh, uh, their, their feeling of um, athleticism and pulled hamstring, all that stuff that we did. But that's not what was significant. What was significant is there was a member of our team that had a stroke during our season. And our team gathered around and was praying for him and supporting him. And we made a connection with somebody that 
has a long road ahead and was going through a major event in their life. And um, that connection took place. And that was what was the most meaningful moment other than, you know, I, I did have a triple in the last game. But even more meaningful than the triple that I had in the last game was being able to gather together with that group of guys and pray for our friend Chris, who wasn't with us that day. We had, um, this past week, we had our food drive. We passed out 3,000 empty grocery bags in our neighborhood. Um, uh, the Jarrett's passed out 2,480 of those themselves. Um, uh, they uh, walked 58 miles, I believe, um, uh, passing out all of these bags. And we had four crews out yesterday picking up donations from our community. Um, there was several um, uh, nice things that were shared amongst the community members, but this is something that was, that we also collected uh, yesterday. Check this out. <laughs> A little heart $20 bill. Um, I didn't know how to fold heart $20 bills, but when we were out, one of the people saw us coming to their door and handed it to one of our volunteers and said, hey, little don't, you guys accept donations? It was actually one of our teens. And the teen was like, yep, we do. Um, got the 20 and brought it back and said, hey, look, somebody wanted to continue to donate towards that. And, um, you know, just, just the meaning of that and the significance of that and all of the food that you saw on your way in that we collected, we believe it was a record. We're counting around 200, a little over 200, Connie was counting them, her, uh, 200 and a half, uh, we're rounding up to 200, God forgive us if it's 198, but we feel like we're close enough to 200 to call it 200, so, um, but all of the, all of the things that we got and we will be able throughout the entire year to help neighbors in need as those needs arise. Can you see what God has done? Have you, do you see it? And, and that's what the scripture is pointing us to. And I mean, I can't even believe it. But like this last month was a busy month and there's all these things going on. But as I was going through it, I was like, I've seen so much just in the last 30 days. I've seen so much and I've been a part of so much. And that doesn't include other conversations and prayers and, and, and laughter and, and, and get-togethers and other things that took place. That as you look around and you see what God is doing, you say, wow, if we open up our eyes. And John is writing this as someone who saw a ton. He walked with Jesus and he was there when he taught. He was there when he did miracles. He was there and he saw the empty tomb. John saw those things, and he tells us, and he's like, listen, we've seen some stuff, people. We've seen some stuff, and so guess what you should do? Testify. And so these are the first kind of two we have, we statements. He says, he says, we've seen all of this. You've been witnesses of all of this, and so your response should be to go and tell people about it. We testify about it. We tell people about it because it's amazing. And it's unbelievable what God has done in our lives. So I think it is imperative for us to first of all stop and pause. And maybe we need to have moments like this. Maybe at the end of every month 
uh, we should gather around the Church of the Creek and say, here's the highlight reel. Here's the stuff we've seen. Here's the good things going on. Like, man, this is awesome. Because God is doing things in our lives and in our hearts if we open our eyes and just look around and see it. And see what's going on. I think if we recognize that and realize that, it's easy to go around and say, guess what? Good things are happening. It's really easy to share good news. Sometimes when you talk about or you use topics or terms like testify or witness, it sounds and it feels a little intimidating because it feels like, oh boy, the Bible is asking me to be a door-to-door salesman. And I don't want to do that. Trust me, I don't want to do that. When I pass out bags, I go, I flip them, and then I run. Because, uh, you know, I I don't want to be the door-to-door guy. That's That's not what I want to be. That's not the point. But you see, sometimes we overcomplicate it. Because in the Bible, we saw a couple of times when Jesus performed a miracle. Or had an interaction with somebody. And it wasn't like he sat them down and had like a 20-minute like training for them to say, this is exactly how you're going to tell people what happened. He didn't like sit down and say point by point, you need to know all of these things in order to share with other people. He, he said this. He said, go and tell people what happened. Go and tell. Go and share. And that's the simple thing that like is easy for all of us to recognize is that if God is God is doing things that are good and should fill us with joy and should get us excited and should should give us all hope. And I'm excited to be a part of this community. It's just something that we should share with others. It's not a weird door-to-door salesman kind of commission-style thing that we're like looking for another sale. But the idea is, my goodness, I love my neighbors. And man, if they only could see what I see and only could experience some of the things that I experience, maybe that too would give them hope. Maybe that too would give them a lifeline. Maybe that would give them the, the spirit to not give up and continue on and do these things because God is good. God is good. And don't we see all the things he's done among us? And shouldn't we tell people? Tell people that are hopeless. Tell people who are lonely. Tell people who are without community. Tell people who don't have purpose or direction in their life. Tell people who are lost that God is good, and God's got good things for you. It's not complicated. It's not really something that we, we have to overthink. It's just something that fills our hearts, and God's spirit fills us up, and it just is a reservoir that overflows because God is doing stuff in us. So I want to challenge you and encourage you to maybe think about and remember the things that God has done in you. And if it feels like a story doesn't pop to mind immediately, then say, God, fill me with your spirit so I have stories to tell. My goodness, John had stories to tell, right? He saw stuff that Jesus did. He saw how Jesus changed the world. 
I'll tell you what, the more and more I hang out with you, the more and more I'm in this community, I got stories to tell. And it's pretty amazing. It's not complicated. So it says, we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. That's what we testify to. We've seen it with our eyes. We see that Jesus saves. We see that God does things among us, that God loves us, that he died for us, that he extends uh, an offer of forgiveness and salvation to us. We've seen it, and we should share it. That's what he says. And that's what God does in us, his spirit does in us, when he's, when he's alive in us. There's two other kind of uh, we statements in this, in this passage. It says, we have seen and we testify. And then it says, um, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. So a couple more things. It says we know and it says we rely. We know and re we rely. We know that we've experienced something. We know that something has happened in our life. We know that we've felt that. We've experienced it. We have seen it. We know that. And it's something that I was contemplating a little bit this past week. I did pass out some bags. The, uh, the Jarrett's allowed me to do a few. They did uh, the other 2,499. But I did, I did a few myself. And some of you, a lot of you did some as well. Nobody can beat the Jarrett's. Uh, but uh, I was contemplating this. And I kind of enjoy passing out our bags for our food drive because I get a chance to kind of walk Pray and see kind of the houses and look at the landscaping that looks better than mine. But there's a few that is worse than mine. Not many, but a few that has more weeds than my house. But I, I kind of enjoy it because I kind of get a walk and I get to think about it. And I was, I, I, I was contemplating kind of our acts of service and how significant and important they are. And it is important to serve. It's important to say, this is the life that I have in my body. This is the things I can do. I'm going to use my energy, my efforts, my talents to try to serve other people. But there's an important component that has to accompany service. And, and, and it's not just serving God and doing acts for God. We have to experience God. We have to know it. And so, so let, let me explain it like this. It's kind of like any relationship that you have. Do you think about a relationship you have with your spouse or close family member? If it completely consisted of a, a checklist of all of the services that you can provide for that other person, your relationship would be extraordinarily shallow and transactional. You do the dishes, I do the laundry. All right, checklist, checklist, we serve one another, we're helping one another out, and we have this great partnership, handshake, and we move forward, and that is uh, the relationship we have. Maybe I should incorporate this. I do weddings occasionally, so maybe I should incorporate this into the vows. Instead of like, to have and to hold from this day forward, I say, you got the dishes, you got the laundry, shake on it, you know, and we'll just do that, and you shake, and you say, all right, and then everybody just gets to work. 
and, and that's what the wedding would be like. Now, some of you would be like, I kind of like it. But um, the majority of us know that that would be an odd ceremony. That would be an odd commitment. Because what we're committed to is that experience with the other person, that love that we have with the other person, that walk, that relationship, that intimacy, that all of those things. And so it talks about here, and this is something that we have to keep in mind when we're talking about even acts of service, that as I'm walking and throwing out the bags and doing my miles and, and doing my acts of service, that there's also the other component to not just doing things for God, but walking with God. Walking with God in those things. And saying like, I know God. I've experienced God. I've felt God. I have a relationship with God. And so that's the counterbalance. There's always actions that are involved, but there's, but there's the walk. Have you experienced something? And John says, I've seen stuff. I know, and I know God. I know stuff. I know who God is. I've been there with him. I've walked with him. I've had that time and that relationship with God. And he says that we should know and rely on the love God has for us. If you're having a, a moment in time where it is a struggle and it is a fight, if you're having days, weeks, months, and, and we've all been there and I've been there, where it just feels like it is a slog and you're just trying to make it through. He's saying, listen, that we rely on the love God has for us. It's something that energizes us. It's something that fills us with, his, with, with our spirit. It's something that we know intimately. We know God and we rely on his love. And if there's days where it just seems overwhelming or difficult, then we sing songs like we sang this morning. That God, you are good. You're, you are so, so good. And I know that, I don't know the words. <laughs> I, I know that, uh, Riley, help me out here. Yeah, I forget it. I I butchered it. I butchered it. I'm sorry. I'm not good at uh, song lyrics. But it says something like, we know we are loved. We know that's who we are because we have a good, good, something like that. I'm not a songwriter. I'm not a poet. Uh, we'll let Riley sing. Um, but we sing songs like that because we have something that is overflowing in our heart and in our life. We know God and we rely on that love he has for us. So over the last several weeks, we've been asking that question, who are we? Who are we together? There's actions we do. There's stuff that we, we gather together. We sing songs. We talk. We do all these things. We, we are church at the creek. But that is not who we are. Who we are is encapsulated by the spirit that is laid out in these verses. I don't know, I read all of these kind of verses uh, several times here, and I have no idea how many times I said the word love. 
Anybody count? Um, probably 50, 60, 70 times that it's saying right here, this is it. Rely on that. Know that. Understand that. That no matter what else is going on in the world, no matter what else gets clouded in our head, no matter what else is, is kind of uh, just sucking the life out of us sometimes, we know and we rely on the love of God, and that's how we live our lives. It's not complicated to be a witness. It really isn't. It really is kind of just something that is a part of our life that we've known and experienced who God is, what God does when we draw close to God. And it overflows in every aspect of our life. Sometimes we testify with bags to doors. Sometimes we testify with muffins. Sometimes we testify with words, with songs, with prayers. And sometimes we testify by being a good neighbor to somebody year after year after year and saying, hey, I love you and I'm there for you. But make no mistake about it, we're people that have seen God and seen what God does. And so we have to testify and we have to bear witness to what he's done. And we hope and pray that our whole life and all of our actions bear witness to the goodness of God. I want you to pray with me. God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what you've done for us. God, we are witnesses that you transform lives, you save people, that you saved us. God, thank you for this testimony from John that he saw that you walked among us, that you proclaimed the hope of salvation. You died and you rose again. God, I thank you for this witness from John. And God, I can testify I've experienced that myself. And I've seen it myself. That you save. That you forgive. Give us hope. God, we are witnesses of that, and we pray that we would proclaim that, testify that. 
let people in our community and neighborhood, families in our homes know of the goodness of you. take a moment and think about what God has done in your life. Maybe it even just starts with today, that God has spoken to you this morning, that God moved in your heart this morning to help you get here and hear what he says and his word. Whatever it may be, remember what God has done in your life. Think about that right now. Say, thank you, God. step to that, of course. So let that fill your spirit, fill your heart, and overflow to testify to the world the goodness of God. So I invite you to take a moment and just commit to memory the things that God has done to you and ask God to fill your heart with joy. Fill your heart with the spirit that just testifies to his goodness. God, you are good. Thank you for all you've done in my life. I pray you give me opportunity to share with others the hope that you've given me. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.